What's up, you guys? This podcast is about toxic masculinity. It is a set of behaviors and beliefs that include suppressing emotions or masking your distress, maintaining an appearance of hardness, or violence as an indicator of power. I believe this is the cause of many problems in this world, and step one is to talk about it. We're going to talk about our feelings, our ups, our downs, our experiences, and our solutions for a better future. Thank you so much for listening. Let's begin. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Boys Will Be Human. Today, I am joined by one of my good, good friends, Pat. Hello. What up, Josh? <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this, Pat. I, uh, I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course, man. Looking forward to it. All right. So one thing, um, <laughs> one thing that I know about you is that you're... What I know you're you're not from Philadelphia. That's what you told me. You're from right outside Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up uh, like 45 minutes outside the city in a small town called West Grove, Pennsylvania. It had one stoplight and a bunch of white people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing I and I said earlier to Pat before we started recording, but the few things I know about that area are mostly just Philadelphia is like Will Smith, Rocky. Uh, <laughs> The Roots, Kevin Hart, the Eagles, Eagles, uh, 76ers. Um, so I have no idea what it's like. Uh, Hall, Hall and Oates. Don't forget Hall and Oates. <laughs> ah, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Temple together. Oh, really? Yeah, where my that's where I went to school, and they met it. They met at Temple. Do you ever see tourists do like the Rocky oh. run up the stairs, and you're just like these guys? Are you kidding? Every day. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Every day. I um, went, when I went to Temple, I actually, uh, my first year, I was lucky enough to live close to the art museum. And so some nights I would just like, if I was awake, I would just skate over there and sit at the top for, you know, hours. And it would just be empty because it'd be 3 a.m., you know, no one's over there. Um, so, yeah, the art museum is pretty awesome. But, yes, uh, the Rocky statue and running up and, you know, doing the whole throwing your hands up thing that's that's an everyday occurrence for sure yeah. yeah i i could possibly fly there and be like no, i'm not gonna do it and then i get there and i'll be like oh man, you kind of have to you have to yeah even if you don't raise your hands up at the end you know like he does you just have to run the steps because <laughs> you got to know what it's like i definitely do that now with like being in hollywood just living here or being or just driving into the city for work or whatever mm -hmm. and i see people like pose right outside the sign or Mm -hmm. they, like they make sure and yeah i get it i get it but being here i'm just like it's just a sign like what what is it <laughs> so i totally get it but if i was coming here too i would do it too yeah um so the very one of the very few things i know about or a, a reputation i get from philadelphia is that it's a tough place yeah mm -hmm. um growing up did you feel like you had to like live up to its reputation to be like tough yourself or be like quote-unquote masculine in that way growing up or yeah, I would say so. Uh, the biggest difference, especially moving out here from the East Coast that I've seen, uh, is that growing up in on the East Coast, or at least for what, where I was from, like outside of the city, outside of Philly, is very much like academic and, and sport uh, focused. Uh, the arts or, you know, anything outside of academics or sports isn't really taken seriously or you know for the most part frowned upon uh mm. to be i guess to be more specific when i was growing up now i mean now it's probably not as bad or i i hope so but when i was growing up i was a skateboarder who took taekwondo since he was five who also played on the football team and then also did choir and musicals so it was like nice 
I had my interest in many things, um, mm-hmm. and I got made fun of for it a lot uh, and picked on a lot for it. Uh, and it was a very big breath of fresh air to come out to California for the first time um, and see kind of how people lived and grew up here. And like the art is arts is not frowned upon in, in that way. And mm-hmm. in that sense, in my mind, at least. Uh, and it, yeah, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air where out here it's nobody judges, judges you for that kind of thing. Um, and so I didn't, yeah, when, once I moved out here, it was a big change. It was like, wow, like I can openly talk about these things or these other interests <laughs> that I have. And I'm not, um, I'm not worried about being judged as like a, uh, oh, you're, you're, you're not like a tough guy or you're not, you know, that's a feminine thing to be interested in, et cetera, you know? Yeah. Were you like a football player who is interested, who like got started in musicals or did you like a, like a performer? No, it was the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I was definitely a performer first and then Mm. I was always into sports though. Like I played, I, you know, I did little league. We had, uh, behind my neighborhood was the, was the little league, uh, like compound, I guess you can say we had like six, you know, six baseball fields behind my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up playing little league, you know, uh, soccer. I couldn't do that well. Cause I, I had really bad asthma. So the running back and forth constantly was, <laughs> was not the best for me. So I, I stuck yeah. to kind of like small spurt sports, you know? Um, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, so I did the sports stuff going up, but also I, admittedly have a pretty good voice and my mom really pushed it on me because her mom was a performer and so I got into choir at a young age and I did choir all through middle school and high school and then I also uh, did a couple musicals and some plays in high school yeah it was it was I would say it was an interesting experience because I was probably the only the only guy who was doing any sort of that crossover in my school yeah to be honest. And it, yeah, it was like, I was probably the only guy on the football team who was also in the junior musical. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and it uh, seems, it seems a little tropey of like TV shows of like, Oh, well there's that one jock who like, who likes to do stuff. But that was me. That was my life. I don't know. And then once I moved out here, I was like, Oh, every, everybody has, or not everybody, but there's more people that have my view. You know, it's not just, I mean, lack of a better word, you know, back then it was like, oh, you're gay, you know? It's like, you're gay. You must be gay. Yeah. You know? I definitely got that too where I was I was in choir in high school and college and in college going to San Francisco State, being in music mm-hmm. or a choir, it was not as, it was pretty open of a place. But for where I was going in high school or for the guys I was, I was on the basketball team. I was on JV basketball team. Mm-hmm. And I was... I was the only basketball player doing basketball and choir. Right. But it was so, it was just two different worlds that I wasn't really in the basketball world. So I didn't feel like I had to be like tough enough to be their friend or anything. I was just like there and I, and I enjoyed it. But, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know you're on, I didn't know you're on the football team. Yeah. Yeah. I played football. I was a wide receiver and free safety for all oh, four nice. years. And Yeah. Did that, and I worked at a skate shop part time in high school, and then did yeah, was in choir and did musicals as well. So it was like all kind of all around. I tried to hit everything, I guess. <laughs> yeah, were there a lot of guys in your in your choir program? Mm, the no, there program? were uh, theater. No, no, both no. <laughs> the answer to no is or to both is no. Um, <laughs> I would say choir. There was probably four of us. 
Um, and maybe five on like one of the one of the years, but for the most mm-hmm. part, there was very small. And then in terms of the like theater, um, I would say it was a little a little more people, but it was still really small, like for mostly girls. And and like one of our years, we did Peter Pan, and mm-hmm. I think our teacher, not for, it was like obviously for inclusion but also because i think there were just not that many guys uh we had a female peter pan <laughs> and yeah you know and it's like that's that w- they did that back in the old movies and stuff uh back in the day but i think it was it was partly because of inclusion but also partly because they just didn't have enough guys so <laughs> you know i was gonna say with only like four with only like a handful of guys but what do you what kind of musical do you do but that makes sense yeah and then yeah and then the year i did a, the year we did the musical was sound of music and there was probably mm. only and if i had to guess i was probably only like eight guys in the whole cast are you i know you have a sister and i forget is she older mm-hmm. yeah she's older four years older it's just you two mm-hmm. all right i have the same thing yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep it's always a weird question but where do you think you learned about masculinity or like where do you think you learned about the term or something like that the term or like what it is or what it maybe it should be because like if especially growing up if you're uh if you're in these different worlds of the arts and sports and west grove you said yeah mm -hmm. west grove yeah pa was there a certain like thing you feel like you had to fit into yeah uh and and it was that it was i honestly like the more i the older i get the more i admit to myself that like me playing football was more about just fitting in with like guys at school or friends at school than it was me actually like wanting to play, <laughs> you know? Mm. And I was like, a, I was a pretty, pretty scrawny kid, you know, it's not like I was first string. So I was going in and doing crazy practices and barely playing in the games, but it was like, fuck it. I'm on a, I'm on the school sport team, you know, and I can play with, with other guys and I'm, you know, I'm not just a choir kid. So that was kind of the feeling. And I, to answer your question, I would say like, I, it's like, I don't know, I take it from my father. I think I just get it, I would get it from my dad. Uh, watching him, you know, I've always still, I still look up to him and I always have, like, my dad's like a super blue collar worker, works six, sometimes seven days a week, uh, and has always, and, you know, he taught me how to shave, taught me how to ride a bike, mm-hmm. uh, taught me how to throw a baseball, all of the above. Um, and, yeah, and and he did all that with while still getting home at like seven o'clock every day um, and taking care of us. Uh, so like, yeah, I definitely learned it from my pops and and looked up to him. And he's he's kind of like a man of few words, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But like his words are pretty poignant or very funny, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so yeah, growing up with him and getting not as much time with him as I would with my mom, uh, if he were to be around or if he were showing me something, like, I was incredibly attentive. There was, I don't feel like there was ever a time where I was, like, blowing off my dad, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, if he was around and he was showing me something or doing something with me, it was like, that was the only thing in the world, you know? Because it was mm-hmm. the limited amount of time that I, would, that I would get with him. So I would say definitely for my pops, what do you think it is about throwing a baseball back and forth that I think that's very <laughs> therapeutic for a father and son? It could be it could be therapeutic for anybody. Yeah. But obviously I I only know my experience as a as a son with my dad even if it's like a football or a Nerf football, but 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is. It's just like, oh, this is nice. I, I, yeah, and I don't know if it's – is it an Americana thing? Like, is it really only just here, you know, or is know. it is it everywhere? Mm-hmm. I've always – I've kind of – that's a good question. It's like whether it be a football or a baseball, like just tossing it back and forth and like getting – it seems so weird, but like how many times do you do that? in a session you're probably throwing it back and forth like 150 times and like in your head you're just looking for that perfect throw or that perfect spiral and like every time you get it it's like another like oh that was cool and i'm doing it with my dad and i don't know and it just (laughs) seems so silly it's like you're really just throwing a ball back and forth but yeah it's a i guess it's a deeper connection that maybe is just ingrained in our society i don't i I don't know if i can't speak for the rest of the world i just i don't know (laughs) if that's like a thing you know yeah i don't know i definitely don't know about outside of america but i've just always i was watching a movie last night and the little boy was like yeah i'm gonna play catch with my dad and mm-hmm. then i was like i get it, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah even, even if i wasn't like i i loved playing baseball and t-ball but i wasn't like uh, a star baseball player mm-hmm. but just throwing the ball or just hitting the ball i don't know why I just it 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 doesn't make it doesn't make me it doesn't make me feel more masculine. It just makes me feel more whole. If that's if, I don't no, know why, absolutely no. Like, oh, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely hear you on that. And and I don't know if it. Can, yeah, like you remember in Sandlot, like when he was begging um, his stepdad to come play catch with him, and then he ends yeah. up beaming him in the eye and <laughs> give him in a black eye. And I just remember being a kid and like still loving that feeling. And I, maybe it's a bigger thing. Maybe it just comes down to like, it's not really the catch that we, that we love doing with our, our dads. It's just like that, that time with a mundane act, meaning that they have the time to do something that's so mundane with us that we can like, that we can enjoy that activity being that because they're the father figure, it's like, it means so much more. It's because, you know, they have the time to do this, like, I guess, yeah, like a mundane act of like throwing a ball back and forth, you know, it seems so silly, but it's like, because they have the time to do it. I think that's why we appreciate it so much, whether it be throwing a ball or like, I don't know, working on my, God, what was that called? Uh, the little like wooden cars that we had to build in Boy Scouts and like race against yeah. each other down a track to see who could be more like air like airstream, you know? Oh, I don't know. I never did. Boy did Scouts. you know? Oh, it was awesome. Oh, oh, Pinewood Derby. That's what it was called. We had to oh, like, okay. we all got the same size piece of wood like given to us and from that piece of wood you got to carve a car out of it and like make it aerodynamic and I like my dad helping me with that project and like you know winning like a blue ribbon because my car was the fastest was like the dopest thing ever you know and I think it's it's not just because he made helped me made the cards because he had the time to do it you know and I feel like yeah, yeah I guess I guess that's the the answer is like it was more of a father figure thing than just the actual act of doing it. I wonder why I wonder why that is because like there are things that I've learned from my mom that I feel the same way. They're just not the same exact. I remember my mom, she didn't like sit me down and do this, but uh, she was going to vacuum my sister's place one day and then she's like, "Oh, this is this is this is uh disgusting." And she like flips it and then she would cut all the all the messiness, all the hair that got stuck in the wheels. Mm-hmm. 
And then I just saw her do that. And I did that the other day. And I was like, oh, man, I feel like a whole person. Like, I feel like a, like a <laughs> legit person now. Like, like an accomplished adult. <laughs> yeah. like, But, like, it's like those little – and she did that, when, like, over eight years ago. And I haven't mm-hmm. done it in eight years, but I always remember that kind of stuff. Like, if you cook with your parents or, like, even when my mom showed me how to do laundry. And I know these are very – not everything my mom taught me was about housework. It just – it happened to be those things that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um like if your dad was so in your, it sounds like your dad was really in your life, which is fantastic. Did anybody come up to you and be like, wow, like your dad's like here, like your dad, like, was it, was it surprising to people that he was so in your life? And Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say it was surprising. It was the, it was the opposite. Yeah. I would say it was like, Oh, where's your dad? You know, cause he, cause he's working so much. Oh, he's working. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. he's a workhorse and he's probably, I don't think he'll ever retire. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to work until he's dead. And, <laughs> and I think that he's okay with that. And I think he loves it. And he, that's why he still does it. You know, he's, my pops is 73 and he's still a blue collar worker who's out on his feet every day. Um, and especially in the, in the summertime, he's out seven days a week. So it's like. Yeah, I think I think it just comes from just his his crazy work ethic and watching him do that. But and that but my mom, you know, same thing. I learned a lot from her too, and I'm not taking anything away from that. It was just I had so much more time with her, so I guess I um as bad as a sound appreciated it less. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I get that, especially growing up when you don't really think about it in mm-hmm. these terms. Yeah, and now that I'm older, I'm like, oh man, I got so much time with my mom and that was awesome. And I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate the time I got with my pops. Cause it was like, you know, not nearly as much. And I think it has to do, obviously we're talking about masculinity. I think a lot of it has to do with like us being guys and we're talking about our fathers, you know, like I'm sure women have the same or a similar connection to their mothers in that way. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it just connecting with him was like, I don't know. It was like a treat almost, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, of course. So, yeah. I remember one time my dad just, uh, so my parents are divorced and mm-hmm. they've been divorced since I was five. And so I lived with my mom and my sister and um, I would visit my dad with um, my sister every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, there'd be times where, like when I was growing up, we would play video games and toss the ball back and forth. But there'd be times where he would just be like, I'm proud of you and like tap me on the shoulder twice. And I'd be like, oh my God. Like I would just like feel like I'd feel so good just by that like approval. Oh man, totally. But I I don't know what it is about about me, but I I think I take I, I take approval from men more seriously than approval from women. And I don't know why that is. Are you, mm. do you think you're the same way or not? Mm, no no i i think i just like approval (laughs) (laughs) all around you know from anybody that's why i live in hollywood right yeah (laughs) (laughs) isn't that why we're both here we're seeking approval oh yeah yeah i think the idea of toxic masculinity is one of the worst things in the i mean i obviously can't speak for everybody but i think it is one of the reasons why for all the problems mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. obviously not like climate change or like, or like coronavirus. Cause that's, you know, that's, that doesn't matter. That doesn't care what gender you are or whatever. Right. Um, 
but yeah, have you, do you think you'd ever been not fallen victim to it, but been around someone who was being toxically masculine and it just like turned oh. you off to it or turned you like, Oh my like, God, totally. I, I feel like I have like a, like a radar for those types of people. And I'm, <laughs> I'm immediately like just perturbed, just like, Oh God, like I need to get away from the vicinity of this person's energy. You know, yeah. I can't stand those types of people. And just like the quintessential bros. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Just super bros. And yeah, I never, I never enjoyed those types of people. And I, I think that's why I didn't like, I didn't pick like one of those big schools. Like I could have went to Penn state, like 70% of my graduating class, you know, mm-hmm. but I went to temple in the city and was just like, I want to be with in the city with a more diverse group of people and ideas and like a big school like Penn State, like I went and visited because obviously I had some friends that went there, and I was just like, oh god, it just seemed like the o- like the overarching population was that what you're describing, where it, it's like yeah. every guy is has this like hyper masculine, like I'm a dude, I'm here to drink and hook up, and <laughs> it's like the only thing that's like all I see in in this one track mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt, yeah, so I'm pretty happy where I chose to go to school and leave that kind of behind because I had that at high school too, obviously, mm-hmm. with some of the people I went with. And yeah, it was not fun, but then getting to Temple and just seeing like the amount of like love and and um, like openness from people all around the world, I was like, oh, this is it. This is, this is where I, I want to be. And then after Temple... I went to, you know, I came to California and I was like, oh my God, this is an entire state of what I just went through with college or like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Experienced. And yeah. that, that's what really, really, really turned me on about California. And that, you know, I moved here and then never looked back. So have you been able to speak up to guys that are like acting a certain way? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I say I'm, I'd it say I'd, it is hard, but I would say I definitely can. I can bark at some people and be like, yo, like you can't, you can't talk like that or you can't say that or, yeah. or like why, are, or what's your thought process behind that buddy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you, <laughs> let's have a conversation about it. Explain to me what you just said and why you think that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, yeah. And I think that comes from the East coast in me. What's the word? Like the, the harshness, I guess, <laughs> um, you know, Joe sometimes has to, Joanna be my girlfriend has to, you know, pulling the reins if she sees me getting raged out by someone like that. Um, yeah. Cause I definitely speak my mind. Yeah. I can, I can, what's the word I'm looking for? I can, my temperature goes up, you know, when I see something like that and I have a trouble, I have trouble, uh, like keeping my mouth shut. So I remember one time we were in Toronto, uh, we were there for visiting her, uh, family that lives up there and we went out to this bar. It was super fun. And it was like, it was so crazy because the, uh, the back side of the bar was outdoors and it had started raining and everybody out back was just like dancing and having such a good time and nobody cared that it was raining and everybody was just like dancing in the rain. It was like one of the most amazing nights. And then it got ruined by this guy who was just like, you know, it just drunk and probably bumped into somebody and then took the bump way too seriously and then started pushing and then pushed the girls. And that's when I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a couple in me as well, but I had, you know, at that point I see, I'm seeing red cause I'm like you, at this point you touched girls. So I'm like, 
it's over, you know. So then I start pushing, and then Joanna gets involved, and she's like, "Get away from it! Just get a- take your away self out of the situation." <laughs> I don't know why you get so mad and heated when you could just like leave the situation. And I'm like, "Well, no, because the situation shouldn't happen." You know what I mean? That's why I get yeah. so angry. Yeah, she's she sees it more of a, a vicinity thing where it's like, "Well, you don't need to be around it, and then you won't even see it." And I see it as, well, I'm around it and I see it and I need to do something about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you it's, like lot- the, it's like the comic book uh, nerd in me. It's like I've read too many comic books growing up, so now I feel like I need to like intervene on any, any and all circumstances <laughs> that I see in front of me, you know? No, I think that's... I agree. I, I, I wish I could do that. I, I have dreams of me like doing that (laughs) (laughs) but like not even like getting it like to even in my dreams it's not even like a fight or like a a, like something that i someone that i defeat but it's more like uh, i just want them to stop what they're doing or and i think it's funny how the few times where i've asked i've there's only one time where i've called another man who i who wasn't related to me a bully Mm -hmm. and i just talked to him and that was just having the conversation like you said like why are you doing this that was like well he's i was like he couldn't get yeah, a lot of, of or course. he was getting like nonsense out of course um i just love how you can like kind of not take down an angry man but if you just like try and get some sense out of him by talking i could possibly like throw him off yeah it's like once you try to hit rational the rational point like if you just try to get them to get people to be rational then they're like they finally come out of like the the fog that is this like rage or, or masculine, masculine fog, basically, you know what I mean? Cause you just have to get them to actually talk about it and, and, and justify what they're doing. Cause then they can't do it. And then they see like, Oh wow, you're right. <laughs> you know, but that's so rare. That's so rare for any that ever to happen. Cause most people just want to live in their own way. And even if you point something out, they're like, they just want to dig their heels in more. You know what I mean? Which is why we're in the situation we're in in America. I recently had a, a conversation and um, with like an old family friend and she had posted some stuff that I wasn't, uh, that I didn't agree with. Went up to my fiance and I was like, she's saying stuff like, I just want to, I just want to go off. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm behind a computer screen and it's another part, like it's not really like the toughest thing, but, but my name's on it and I've, she's a family friend, but uh mm-hmm. Instead of saying, like, this is how I feel, I was just like, why do you feel this way? What happened? What did this do? Why did that happen? Mm-hmm. And then in, like, three questions, she was like, I'm not, we're done talking. <laughs> exactly. Like, what? Like, what? I I just, like, oh, my God, it was, like, so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but people just don't want to talk about it, you know. Especially guys. Guys don't want to get pressured to talk about their their feelings. I, I, never, I never got that. I mean... I understand. I totally understand. Why do you think that is? It's a, it's a, it's a societal thing for sure. It's just a overarching societal thing that men have to be super tough and the breadwinner and like can't show emotion. And we just, we grow up that way. You know, girls, girls grow up and they go to the bathroom together and they do their makeup together and they have sleepovers and they like, do like they're closer than any of us guys have ever been to our guy friends and we don't yeah. act like that you know and it, and um and it's not okay to act like that and it's not okay to tell your friend that you love them as a as a boy growing up you know what i mean like a girls do it all the time or that kind of thing and so i think it's a societal thing for sure that's just built in that 
we haven't really gotten past yet. Um, yeah. But I think for sure most men aren't comfortable talking about their their feelings in that way because we're just built or it's not built. We're told growing up that like, you, you know, you got to be tough and you got to man up, man up, which is like the worst, the worst saying ever. Yeah. Um, and it's used all the time. And, and now it's not, it now it doesn't even have like the weight of the words, like the word man and the word up. It's like almost just like a, it's just a phrase at this point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it doesn't really hold the weight of those two words anymore. Now it's just like a phrase that just sounds like man up and it means that thing and it's like well let's dig in and see what you're even saying right now you know what i mean because if you want if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty of it like females are just as tough as us too like do we give birth no they do you know what i mean like there's such such a higher pain tolerance yeah yeah and the whole man up thing i think is just so silly and I don't know. We all start. We all start as women anyway. That's why men have nipples. If you feel me, it's like <laughs> we all start as women. Literally every single person in this world has started as a female. And then we, you know, the chromosome kicks in and we turn into a male. So it's just, I think it's, I just think it's so funny that it, it, we're still built upon this thing that like men are the superior part of our part of our race. I don't know how to put that, but like, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so that's silly to me, but I'm, also, I think we're moving in like a really great direction where females females are in way more empowered, not just with entertainment and social media and stuff like that, but also in the government, you know, with people like AOC and, and Warren, like speaking out. So I think there's going to be a great amount of change coming, especially in the generation that's below us, I think. I hope. What I, yeah, I hope too. But also, I, I, I think it's just a lot less... Pr- prevalent than it was when we were kids i think now with the internet and the way that it is um the generation below us is just so much more um uh what's the word like their their eyes are just so much more open than we were and i think they're they're way more conscious about what's going on than we were when we were their age you know yeah which is only the same as our parents to their generation it's just exponential you know so I'm hoping that we're moving in the right direction, but I think we are. I think a lot of men are, well, sorry, let me put it this way. A lot of boys, hopefully, are now seeing the the worth in their female counterparts growing up so that it doesn't turn into this, like, guys are better than girls thing still, and, like, guys are getting paid more and et cetera, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's moving in a great, a really wonderful direction, yeah, especially with the social media, which is a gift and a curse, but... Is there one thing that you like about yourself that is not societally masculine? <laughs> you know, that's so funny you say that because I feel like the things that I think about are really just the things that it still echo in my brain about growing up on the East Coast and like liking the things that I like. Mm-hmm. But when I come here and when I'm now that I'm living in L.A. and being California, like all those things are kind of almost everybody does. And for in- <laughs> which is so funny, like, for instance, like if I go home for Christmas or whatever. And I tell my buddies or people at home that I get pedicures with Joanna. Yeah. People would roll their eyes at me for reals, (laughs) you know, or they'd be like, what? Or, you know, or I, they get a crack about it. But out here it's like, whatever, yo, I'm going to get my feet taken care of and massaged and get my nails clipped. Like, I don't see that. Why is it so feminine? You know what I mean? Um, 
I've never gotten one. I'd go get one with you. Oh, it's dude, it's great. It's a it's a super relaxing thing. I don't know why more people don't do it. You know, I I'll get back to that, but I have a thing about it. Okay. Yeah. I, all right. I want. I can't wait to hear that. Um, and then another thing I would say is like like back to uh back to the the musicals and the plays and stuff like that. You know, like back home being into that stuff. It was. You know, growing up, it, like I said before, it was like, oh, you, you're gay. You must be gay, you know? And who, yeah. like, even if I was, who gives a shit? Like, why does that have to do with what I like? I don't know. It's just so weird. But now, like I said, living out here, like, that doesn't matter. Every, people out here love all sorts of stuff. You you would see, like, a some, like, super tough dude who probably goes to a Dodger game the next week go see something at the, the theater in Hollywood. You know what I mean? So I think it's also a uh, geog- uh, geographical thing, Yeah, you know, too, mm-hmm. obviously, it, all based on where we grew up, who we grew up with, and who's around us, you know? So I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm like that I do that in society is quote-unquote feminine, where in my mind I'm like, no, nah, I just like doing it. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what's – I can give you an – I don't – I just have this anecdote in my head of like where there's one thing that is still – where – what's the word? So the other things I don't feel shame for anymore, what you just asked about, whereas this thing that I'm about to talk about is like so funny that I feel shame about it because it's such a stupid, simple thing. Like mm-hmm. if I go to – Joanna and I get Starbucks like two or three times a week, right? Yeah. And I get coffee and she gets this Trenta, which is the – largest option at starbucks right mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets a trenta very berry like hibiscus lemonade thing and it's so it's like a quart of lemonade you know bright pink with like strawberries on top okay <laughs> and yeah. i'm walking back from starbucks two or three days a week carrying coffee in one hand and a gigantic pink lemonade looking drink in my other and in my head i'm always like man there's so many people looking at me like that right now like who what is this guy doing like he's got coffee in one hand and this big pink drink in the other like and in my head i'm like oh this is so embarrassing like i wish joe would just come with me and she could carry it and i don't look like such a like a non-dude or whatever you want to call it you know yeah and it's just funny because that's all in my head i'm sure i know that most people walking by me are not even clocking this giant pink drink in my hand and could care less you know but in my head i'm like oh god i look like such a like such a sissy walking around with this giant pink (laughs) lemonade thing you know i get that way with whenever i get that way when um whenever chris pays for things in public (laughs) and it's not because i don't i don't care if she pays i mean i i do care because i don't want her to pay for everything sure 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 you know like that kind of care but I stupidly care about how it looks because... In, of course, in your head. And you can't... Yeah, you can't put it away, right? Don't you hate that feeling where you're like, yeah, I it's... know this is stupid. I shouldn't be feeling this, but like, I can't put it away. And it's so it's so dumb because I remember you, me, and James talked about it when we went to Disneyland that one day. Mm-hmm. It was like a, about the perception of what a man should do and what a woman should do. But also, we don't know if like they went to target beforehand and he bought everything. And then like the lunch or dinner that you're looking at, they're like equaling it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is what my fiance and I do all the time, but it's still that it's still like the optics of, of, uh, of being a, on a date quote unquote, or just being a man in public. 
where it's like, oh man, like what are other people thinking? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's still, I hate it. I hate it, but it still gets me sometimes. And that's why, that's how I am with pedicures. Like <laughs> I love that you get them. My dad gets them. So they aren't like a, they aren't like a. See, uh, that's so yeah. funny. And like, where'd your dad grow up? In like San Bernardino. And, okay. So yeah. And I don't know if this is like, is it a California thing? Is, is it a societal thing? Cause like you will never catch my dad. You would never catch my pops getting a pedicure you you know what i mean like he'd be like what are you talking about that i'm not (laughs) doing that that's like something your mom would do you know what i mean or like a spa day yeah i mean you could get him to get a massage and stuff but like i don't know i think he'd just be like what i'm not gonna get pedicure no one's touching (laughs) my feet you know (laughs) but it's just so funny that we kind of have somewhat parallel kind of parallel lives in terms of age and and family makeup you know and it's just so funny that your dad is like yeah I'm gonna, i'll i go get pedicures and i don't know this is that's just such a funny thing that we're talking about because it's like, almost proves my point in terms of like where i grew up versus where you grew up and like you know what i mean yeah i don't know if it's been his whole life type of thing but it's definitely within the last eight years <laughs> gotcha um, but before then if he told me i would have the same reaction like oh okay like that's that's whatever Mm -hmm. you know but for me it's like half my feet being touched and also i don't know what it is i just i i have like i don't know what it is i feel like i just feel like i'm and every time i walk by and i see one guy by himself yeah i'm just like god respect like i just you know what's so so, you know what's so funny is i still get that feeling when i walk in and there's like four girls in the seats or like getting their nails done in the chairs and then i'm with joe and she's like hi and the guy's like hey two chairs right and you're like yeah she's like announcing it to everybody i'm like for some reason i'm so nervous i'm like sweating that these four <laughs> girls are staring at me like oh my god he's getting a pedicure with his girlfriend but that's all <laughs> in my head they're not saying that they probably don't even clock me you know what i mean like yeah but in my head i'm like oh god but at this point, like I've gone there so much. There's this. It's this spot down the street from us. They, they're, they're, oh, they're great. Uh, they give you champagne if you want it. Oh, and yes. oh okay. man. So it's like now we've gone so much that there's that little like scared part of my head that I just talked about, where I go walk in. There's like four women and they're all staring at me. It's like that is like kind of there, but like barely. Yeah. Uh, like it's almost snuffed out. Like I'm almost. I almost have it like fully gone which I've been working on, I think. And, and I'm at that point where I'm like totally relaxed walking in. I'm like, Hey, Danny, what's up? Can I get some champagne? All right. Then in chair number three. All right. Word bet. Thanks bro. I'm gonna go over, sit over there. You know what I mean? Like, and it's almost like a, it's almost like a, like I've gone to the, the, now I'm like overcompensating, you know, I'm like doing the opposite where I'm not like walking in with my shoulders, like hunched over anymore. And like, don't look at me. I'm walking in like, Hey, what's up? I'm yeah. about to get my nails done. How you doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. That's so good. I love it. I it, but yeah, man, it's become it's become like a uh what's the word? Like a once a month little thing and it's super relaxing. Got to try it. It's great. So, <laughs> I was so I'm and I'm right there with you. I don't know about I'm not freaked out by people touching my feet. I'm just it's like the one place in my body that's ticklish if mm. if you're like really soft. So I always have to like explain to them like all right go like don't be like gentle with my feet like literally grab it and do what you need to do and you know what i mean because i'm just gonna like laugh or pull it back if you're like just if you're like tiptoeing around it you know and oh my god it's just so funny because sometimes they'll forget to like 
to do that and and i'll i'll like pull my foot back really hard because they, they tickled me you know what i mean and like i'll splash the water or something and it's just like <laughs> i'm that guy i'm like the dude in there who's like it's like a bull in a china shop you know what i mean and all yeah. the girls are like rolling their eyes at me like oh god this guy's in here <laughs> i would have to say that too because i'm very ticklish on my feet and it's like i don't want to yeah i don't want to <laughs> scare them or, or hurt myself if they're like clipping the nail yeah to kick them in the face or something you know yeah well, um, have you ever like have you ever i guess not with the starbucks because if, if it's all in your head but like mm-hmm. have you ever has anyone made a comment to you in the situations like that mm-hmm. like outside of, even if it's during a pedicure at the beginning or or something else let me think i'm trying to think of some like a good example i can't think of anything specific no worries yeah I definitely had one where I went on a date and I, I, I took her to birds in, uh, on Franklin and, um, Oh yeah. I love birds right next, yeah, right so next to good. UCB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic place. I have to go back there. Uh, and I ordered a half a chicken with broccoli and my date who's a female mm-hmm. ordered a double burger with fries mm-hmm. and <laughs> our waitress was like, Oh, I would have, <laughs> that's so funny. I would have thought, it would have been the opposite and i was just like what is that in my head i was like what is that what i didn't say anything because i was like oh great well now i'm gonna look mm-hmm. like a girl in front of my date mm-hmm. but at the time even now i'm just like why is it what does that help what is that doing yeah yeah and, and you're also like in what like in what yeah in what way does like food have to do with like a female eating it and a male eating it? I don't know. I see what you're saying, and I can see how in your head you were probably like, "Really? Like, really? Right now?" Yeah. Well, my first reaction was, "Oh man, I should have gotten a burger because, <laughs> I, because I was so like, damn." But looking back at it, I was I'm just thinking, I wanted some chicken and it's delicious, and I, you know, but people don't know what I like ate earlier so maybe i was trying to like offset it with some like healthier of course and it's always like contextual yeah like that 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 waitress has no idea what you ate earlier or that maybe the your date hadn't eaten all day so she's like i want a fucking double burger and you're like cool go for it i just had lunch i'm gonna get that you know what i mean it's just so funny it's all circumstantial and like yeah it's always it's always in the moment and you i guess that's why I guess that's why sometimes we, you know, as humans, we don't bark back in that because we know that it's just in the moment. We can kind of justify that to ourselves of like, well, you know, they just don't know any better. So I'm not going to I'm not going to tear their head off. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, one thing for me is I've said it before in other podcasts, but um, one thing that I know that I like about myself that's not uh, slightly masculine is that I use moisturizer now. Mm on my face mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a game changer it is like guys you got to wash your face and use moisturizer it's, it's very true it's ridiculous i i went i literally went 27 years mm-hmm. <laughs> like 28 years in my life of just doing without it. doing moisturizer yeah yeah or like even washing my face regularly like mm-hmm. i would have like the pads but i wouldn't like take the full steps right and, yeah like, now it feels fian- so good right oh my god it's the best and, and my fiance and I are doing uh, facial masks tonight, mm-hmm. and I could not be more excited. <laughs> you know what's so funny is we do masks as well, They're and I so feel good. like that's probably another thing. You know, be misconstrued as as feminine. You know, it's like we do a lot of masks, and I'm sure people would be like, "What are you doing?" You know, you got you got to get with the times, people. <laughs> are there any uh, Are there any solutions you could offer to the, our younger 
generation or younger listeners if they're if they mm-hmm. are listening mm-hmm. to kind of defy mm-hmm. toxic masculinities or or maybe like just maybe just gendered norms that could create <sighs> toxic masculinity um i would say my biggest thing is to stand up for stand up for yourself and your friends like don't let anybody don't let anybody push push you around or like make you make decisions that affect the rest of your life you know what i mean like i let I let people in high school get to me so bad because I was just like this skinny kid who just wanted to fit in, you know, and like did a a ton of different activities to do so. And I felt like I definitely let people get in my head and that made, you know, that affected my choices when I got to college and those choices when I got to college now has now affected my life as a 33 year old. So I, I think, yeah, best advice is to, not let any not let that type of like i guess lack of a better term toxic masculinity um affect your decision making like just because someone feels some way about what you're doing that's you know it's so it's such a trope but that's their problem that's their it's the problem in their own head and they have to they can deal with that the way they want to but just know that like that's their problem it's not yours so don't take it with you um you know, like don't take other people's problems with you is probably my biggest thing, especially with those talks is those masculine, like super, super masculine dudes, because for the most part, they all have reasons why they're that way, you know, and it's uh, whether it be coming from their parents or from their uh, siblings, you know, an older sibling who is like bullying them and making them to be like, oh, you got to be tougher type thing. You know, it's I think the biggest thing is just to remember that everyone has their own their own problems and if they're projecting it onto you that it, it it's just all the more reason to to remember that it's not it's not your problem it's theirs and to not take it with you and then on top of that like biggest thing i think for young people like for our young, the younger listeners is to go talk to go have 20 minute conversations with someone who's way older than you that's probably my best thing is i didn't i don't think i had enough conversations growing up um with people older than me and when i did i can i can remember them and i like vividly you know what i mean and i think that is super important is that the younger generation isn't really talking to the older ones because they're like oh you have nothing to say to us like you're all wrong you're all baby boomers you're all idiots and it's like well they grew up in a different time too and they definitely have a lot to say and you will learn from something from them. You know what I mean? Like as a 33 year old, I still want to talk to like a 75 year old person right now and just get some sort of insight on life. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. And as much as you think whoever's listening out there, like as much as you think that Josh or I, because we're older or anybody else for that matter, that's in their thirties or twenties or whatnot, has it figured out? Like no one has it figured out and you, you might not have it figured out by this time either, but point being is like don't let other people's problems uh dictate your the way your life turns out and yeah i think the masculinity thing is one of the biggest biggest problems especially for boys growing up it's like you you don't have anything to prove that's another thing too you know the only thing you have to prove is to yourself and to your family and do what you love to do and if it's something that isn't necessarily masculine in the eyes of society then who cares Pat, thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> was that good? I feel like I rambled, but you know. No, I, I okay. love it. Uh, 
I love it so much. Cool. Um, thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah, man. We'll, whenever we can, we should definitely get a pedicure. Yes, together. let's go get pedicures and let's go socially distance and play tennis because we've never done that. So let's do yes. that. Yes. <laughs> I read, isn't that like the safest sport to isn't that the safest sport to play right now? Is that a thing? Is that true? I don't know. I I, I, I saw it on the internet, so it could be wrong. I feel but... like go- I feel like it's either tennis or golf. Because yeah. like golf, you're not touching anybody else's stuff, and like if you're driving your your cart or something like that, you know, you're outdoors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tennis that makes sense. You're you're on the other side of the court. Yeah. But we gotta we gotta play, man. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah, I will. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, Josh. Uh, and. Uh, thanks guys for listening thanks again for listening if you like this episode go ahead and share with someone who might benefit from hearing it you can subscribe and get our new episodes every week tag us on instagram at boys will be human and you can join more conversations over at the facebook boys will be human community page and please leave a review reviews are crucial especially for new podcasts like this one the music is by polaroid bear check out his music at his website in the show notes thanks again and i'll talk to you soon